0: Welcome to Mothering Earth, I'm Salwa Khan. In this program, we dive deep into the world of chickens, yes, those cute cluckers who bring us sunny-side-up morning breakfasts, tasty omelets and poofy souffles. Our guest is Jesse Huth, an expert on chickens who began caring for his own flock while still a young child. Since then, his knowledge and expertise on chickens has grown through his experiences in raising chickens and through his own reading and research. He now has a master's degree in poultry science, consults on raising chickens, and more than that, he knows all about birds and leads birding tours. First, I'd like to welcome you to Mothering Earth. Now you're an expert, as I said, on chickens, and in fact started keeping chickens at a very young age. Is there anything you remember about that time and how that happened? How did you get interested in chickens?
1: Yep, I definitely remember snippets from back there. It was when I was about six years old is when I started And I remember going over to, we had an old family friend who kept a flock of chickens. I'd go over to his house and I'd always run out and collect the eggs, have a whole bunch of fun at playing around with the chickens. And I just really enjoyed it from a really young age. So eventually I talked mom into letting me get some chickens. So I got a dozen of eggs to hatch and I had the... Best hatch I have ever seen out of a selection of eggs. They all hatched. I had one rooster and 11 hens. And if you've ever hatched any eggs before, you know it's usually 50-50 is the average roosters to hens. And you almost never get 100% hatch rate. So that started off on a great note. Loved my little flock of 12 chickens. And by the end of the first year, it was up to maybe 40 or 50 chickens because we just kept hatching eggs. These grew up. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got fertile eggs from them, hatched out some more, and it just kept growing. I'd fallen in love with chickens and finally after a couple years and a few chicken coops larger later, I'd figured out we can't eat this many eggs this quickly. The neighbors can't eat this many eggs this quickly, so I started Jesse's Fresh Eggs and I started driving around town and had a little route through Wood Creek or to the library where I'd go and every week sell my eggs out of the back of my mom's minivan. And that helped pay for the chicken's feed and the upkeep on the chickens and gave me an introduction to starting my own business. So from there, it just continued on upward. I kept helping people out with chickens. I started going to chicken shows, judging chickens. And then I, when I was about 12 or 13, I think, is when I first heard about Uh, the poultry science degree at Texas A&M. I had never known that there was a degree in chickens. And from that point forward, I knew where I was going to be going to school. Mm -hmm. That's the only place I applied to college was at Texas A&M. Got in and continued on to get my degree in poultry science and finished up there. Went back for two more years to get my master's. And now here I am with degrees in poultry science and helping people raise their own chickens.
0: So it sounds like your mother was very instrumental in this. Talk about that. How, uh, how did you even convince yeah. her at first that you wanted to keep chickens when you were six years old or seven? Or
1: well, when, when I was young, I was homeschooled. Before she had me, she was a science teacher in public school. So she really liked science. She was a good teacher already. And she just saw that interest I had in chickens. And I'm not even sure how it started out, how I convinced her, or if I did it all, if she just finally said, okay, he wants chickens, we'll give him chickens, yeah. and she just encouraged me, helped me to raise them, helped me to develop that responsibility, and just encouraged me all the way through school, she, so she was definitely yeah. uh, instrumental in yeah. my development in there. If she hadn't been so helpful in that regard, i probably never would have turned out the way it did.
0: There is, obviously, a lot of interest in people uh, raising their own chickens mm-hmm. these days, or maybe maybe it's been true forever. Uh, but can you talk about what's driving this interest? And also, I wanted to uh, find out from you uh, what you think about the, about this whole idea of, of sustainability in relation to chickens, in that you can uh, feed your chickens food scraps, and then you have their rich compost, and that whole cycle, if you yeah. can talk about that.
1: Well, I start off with what I think is driving the interest behind it. I I do see an increase over the last 10 years in people being interested in chickens. (laughs) When I first started out, and especially when I started going to the chicken shows, I noticed it was pretty much just the old guard hanging on. It was all the people that had been raising chickens for 50 or 60 years. They were the ones that were coming to the shows. Didn't see that much new interest in poultry. But over time especially with the sustainability movement and people wanting to get a better idea of where their food actually comes from besides just thinking where does the food come from the store that's where the food comes from which is actually a response i've gotten when i've asked people where eggs where they think (laughs) eggs come from but people are trying to take a hold of that and have a bit more control and knowledge over where their food supply comes from and just people are realizing chickens are fun to have around again. It's something you can't really have in the city. And they the chickens will give back to you as well. They'll give you eggs. They'll give you meat. They'll give you companionship. Believe it or not, you can have fun with chickens. You can train them and do all kinds of stuff with them. <laughs> but in recent years at the chicken shows and just in general, I've been seeing a lot more younger people my age, starting to come out and raise more chickens again. And I've helped encourage this a little bit, I, I hope, and I think by starting my 4-H club years and years ago, uh, probably about, I guess almost eight years ago now, wow, eight or nine years ago, I started Fancy Feathers 4-H club here in Central Texas. And before that, the only type of chicken you could raise in 4-H in Texas was a broiler meat chicken. That's the only shows they advertised. That's the only kind of chicken they really promoted because you raise them up like every other meat animal and sell them off in auction. That helps pay for scholarships Mm. and stuff. But not as many people wanted to do it because they have to kill their chickens off at the end of the six weeks it takes to grow them up. So I started this club, and I got a lot more young people involved in raising chickens backyard chickens that they can show, that they can keep as pets, and they don't have to get rid of after the show. They can just keep bringing their chickens to shows, or don't even have to take them to shows at all. They can just enjoy raising their chickens and learning about the whole life cycle, the production cycle, and everything involved there.
0: You're listening to Mothering Earth. I'm here today with Jesse Hooth and we're talking about chickens. <laughs> so, um, uh, oh, one thing we, uh, if I can get back to oh, is yeah. that, that whole cycle of, of sustainability yes, in terms yes. of, you know, what you feed the chickens and what they get, uh, get back to you.
1: Yes. Chickens, I, uh, you have to do it right. There are certain breeds that are better at foraging their own food. There's certain efficiency you have to take into consideration and there's a certain level of work to be completely self-sustained, uh, most what most people do is it's kind of partial sustainability they'll raise food in their garden they'll feed scraps back to the chickens but they'll supplement that with a balanced layer diet however there are several people i know who just have feral chicken flocks in their backyard almost feral chicken flocks they keep them in a coop but the chickens go out they forage they find insects they find all the little treats in the ground just just like a wild chicken would and chickens are if you have a the right property, they're able to basically sustain themselves. Uh, usually, this is a gamier type chicken. Your little fat, friendly hen is very friendly and very calm, but doesn't have as much survival instinct still in her because she's been domesticated over 5,000 years or so. Uh, some of the birds, like chamos or a seals or sumatras, these are species, these are these are breeds of chickens. Breeds, I'm sorry. Uh, they're still more of the wild type the wild game type chicken and they're they have a bit more instinct in them to survive and take care of themselves so that's one route you can go for sustainability is if you have the right property with vegetation and insects and room where the chickens can completely free range they you can sustain a small chicken flock that way fairly easily uh
0: will they will they eat like bad insects that are eating my plants or, they will eat <laughs> or just bad. any old insect? <laughs> they will eat
1: any old insect and any old plant. So if you're wanting to put chickens in your garden, they will eat all your plants just as vigorously as they'll go after the insects. You can have them running around your garden to get the insects before they get into the garden, but don't put chickens in your garden or you won't have any plants left because okay. those plants are just as tasty to a chicken as they are to you. But what you can do is grow plants that the chickens enjoy eating. Swiss chard is great for them. Uh, Of course, you can always grow any type of seeding plant, corn, millet. Uh, That's not the most balanced diet for them, but as a supplement to give them some nutrients, that's good. Uh, You can also grow things like crickets or mealworms or black soldier fly larva. Uh, Especially the soldier flies have caught on a lot recently because you can make a Little hutch for them, and they will start just automatically cranking out soldier flies. You just put a little bit of food in there, and it's sort of a self-sustaining thing as well. And the larva is great protein supplement mm-hmm. for the chickens.
0: Uh, so then, if you if you were just to to feed food scraps mm-hmm. and some supplementary balanced yeah. diet, um, and then you get the compost, or mm-hmm. rather the droppings, yes. which you can compost exactly, um, and then use that to improve your soil. Yep. Right. Excellent. Um, are there any You know, you talked uh, about some plants that mm-hmm. the uh, chickens would like. Are there any foods, um, or yeah, foods that you might give a chicken that would flavor the eggs, such as onions or garlic, or and and can you feed them uh, things like meat, or is that not something you should feed?
1: Flavor the eggs, yes, but not in a good way. Uh, only really? certain aromatic compounds go go through the chicken and end up in the egg. So it would taste bad. It would taste off. So I'd never recommend giving chickens a large amount of any uh, really strong-flavored food of any type, like onions or garlic, ginger. A little bit of it is okay. Just don't throw a ton, bushel of onions out there, or that will come through in your eggs. It won't be a prepackaged omelet. It'll just be a weird-tasting egg. <laughs> I. Chickens can eat most things, but I warn against potatoes. Raw potatoes contain a toxin Mm -hmm. that will affect chickens. Uh, Cooked potatoes are fine. Uh, Raw potatoes, especially the skin, is not good. And anything that's in the nightshade family, uh, like tomato, the tomato itself is fine, but the stalks and the leaves of the tomato are Mm -hmm. not good for chickens either. Uh, As far as meat goes... As long as it's cooked, I wouldn't give them raw meat just because it can transfer who knows what kind of bacteria in there to them, especially if it's chicken meat, then you can get all kinds of disease issues there. But as long as you cook it, kill off the bacteria, meat is an excellent source of protein for chickens. Chickens are omnivores. They will eat Hmm. plants, they will eat insects, they will eat mice, snakes. pretty much anything they can sink their beak into they'll they'll go after so yes meat is fine for chickens.
0: You're listening to Mothering Earth. I'm here today with Jesse Hooth and we're talking uh, about chickens. Uh, but right now it's time for a break. We're back now. You're listening to Mothering Earth. I'm Sawa Khan and I'm here today with Jesse Hooth, who is the owner of Hooth Avian and an expert on chickens and all kinds of birds actually. Um, and we were talking about keeping backyard chickens, but there are some uh, homeowners associations that uh, restrict the kind of animals that you can have, and they say, you know, you can't have a farm animal, and I guess a chicken would be a farm animal.
1: Uh, if you're going up against your own homeowners association, uh, the best advice I can say is tell them chickens aren't loud, tell them they're not, they don't smell any worse than dogs or cats as long as you clean up after them it's just like any other animal you don't need a rooster to have eggs that's the biggest problem people think if you're going to have a flock of chickens you have to have a rooster and it'll be waking people up at all hours of the night you don't need a rooster at all unless you're going to be wanting to breed and hatch
0: the eggs out back to the task of raising chickens Mm -hmm. if i wanted to start my own little backyard operation um, how many chickens should I start with, if I just wanted to maybe have enough eggs for a small group, you know, maybe two to three, maybe four, maybe our neighbors, Uh, (laughs) four people, let's say.
1: The absolute minimum
0: I'd recommend is about five chickens. Okay. That's for
1: pretty much anyone because you will have occasional mortality Mm. and chickens are flock animals. So if you get less than five and one or two die off, you're stuck with a lonely chicken you get 5 you have a little bit of buffer zone and if there's any problems you'll be set mm-hmm. and it as far as space requirements it's not all that much different i'd recommend 5 to 10 chickens as your first flock for a small family you not every chicken will lay an egg every day no. they you'll get an egg every other day or so from each chicken if you've got depending on the breed some breeds okay. lay every 26 hours on the dot others will be every few days you might get an egg out of them if they're feeling up to it so depends on the breed if you're going for egg laying chickens get uh, white Leghorns or production reds they're the ones that have been bred specifically Mm -hmm. for egg production all chickens will lay eggs these are just the most efficient and best egg layers out there and there's plenty of other breeds out there as well there's several hundred recognized chicken breeds so there's A chicken for everyone, (laughs) but for a starting flock, you can mix and match your chickens as well. You don't have to have a flock of just a single breed. Yeah, I was
0: wondering about that. You can
1: get one of this and one of that, Hmm. and that's how most people start out with it. Now, you will have to decide if you're going to go with chicks or adult birds. Chicks Hmm. are the easiest way to find the most variety. Most hatcheries only sell chicks because it's easy to hatch a chick out, and then overnight deliver it mail Mm. to your door while adult birds take a lot more effort of growing the bird feeding the bird keeping Uh, it alive so you won't get quite as big of a selection if you want adult birds but if you don't want to buy the uh, stuff for raising chicks supplies for chicks or if you just want eggs right now and don't want to wait the four to six months it takes for the chick to grow to maturity there are a few places where you can buy adult chickens but you'll be limited in your breed selection
0: and now you you uh, stated earlier that you don't need a rooster. That's correct. So a rooster would only be for w- w- why would you have a rooster?
1: If you're going to breed chickens, okay. if you want to sustain your own flock, chickens will lay eggs for a- on average about three to five years. After three years, they slow down. So if okay. you want to be able to raise more after that without buying them, you will need a rooster to okay. fertilize the eggs. Okay. Otherwise the hens will continue to lay eggs just fine without a rooster.
0: If I just have a very small space, um, are there particular breeds that are you know that, that can survive in a smaller space or do or you know do, do, does a chicken need a certain amount of space so if I have five I need this much space
1: yeah it, when you're building your coop you want to think about four square feet per bird in the coop itself. And then if you're having a run on the outside, it'll be a total of 10 square feet per bird. If you're just going to free range them, then you just need to worry about the four square feet inside. And that's for your average size chicken. But there's a a good size variance in them. Actually, the uh, single comb white legern is what most of the industry uses they are the absolute best egg laying chicken on the market and they are a very small slim chicken they don't need as much room as a larger bird Uh, you still wanna give them enough room to move around and be comfortable and I always recommend free-ranging anyway but in the coop three-ish square feet for a white Leghorn could probably get away with that Uh, and there's different coop designs as well you can free-range them you can do chicken tractors or you can Uh, just build a permanent coop emplacement.
0: So, yeah, so when you say free range, what does that mean? Free range
1: means pretty much exactly what it sounds like. The chickens have uh, a free roam of your whole property. There's no fence. There's no container holding them in. The only thing that's holding them near their house is their... Behavior they yeah. they find a place where they like where they call home and they stick close to that just out of instinct they right. won't be running away from you right. uh, alternatively you can have chickens in a run where you have a coop and then a big fenced in area where the chickens can mm-hmm. walk around in and that can be either a permanent run or one that you sort of move around your yard to give the grass a rest because if you have a permanent fixed mm-hmm. yard it'll probably kill all the grass in there eventually. Chicken droppings are highly uh, acidic they'll kill plants off really quickly it's great after you've composted it but you don't never want to put it right on the on the plant because it'll it'll burn it and that'll happen in a in a fixed run setting and then finally there's uh, chicken tractors have grown really popular these days for small flock owners it's a small self-contained coop it's one where you can either free-range the chickens or just leave them in the coop and the coop has an open bottom Mm -hmm. and it's got wheels on it so you pick the coop up and you roll it around your yard you move it every couple days and it'll distribute the chicken droppings around the yard let them peck at grasses in other places it keeps them safe from predators because they're always contained but they still have that benefit of moving around though with this one i wouldn't do it for a large flock of chickens you can do 10 maybe 15 birds in a Mm -hmm. chicken tractor after that you're getting quite large and if you're really built and muscular and you can lift up a giant chicken coop more power to you but once you get bigger than that i recommend a a fixed coop and then free range them or move the run around during the day
0: so do they when you move your uh, tractor around, do they get disoriented? Do they like where not, are we now? <laughs> not too much. They still yeah. have that fixed frame of reference. Their food is
1: still in the yeah. same area in right. the chicken tractor. they've still got their roosts, their nest boxes right. uh, it they don't really notice that they've moved to a different patch of yard right. they'll still if you let them out of the chicken tractor during the day, they'll still find their way back to it at night. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't move it from one side of your property a quarter mile to the other. They'd still probably figure it out, but I'd leave them locked in the coop for a couple days just to let them orient themselves a bit at that point. But if you're just moving it slowly around the yard, they'll easily find their way back.
0: Back to my little uh, backyard operation. Um, How do I protect my chickens from predators such as... I I know I've I've had friends who have started out with five chickens and pretty soon they're down to zero because the fox has gotten one and the, I don't know, whatever else. Yeah. (laughs) Hawks and...
1: That is always a struggle because... Everything knows chicken tastes good and wants to get a bite of it. The biggest problem, especially here in the hill country, is going to be raccoons. Raccoons are incredibly intelligent. They'll figure out the door latches to the chicken coop. They'll figure out the tiny little hole in your wire that you just didn't notice and didn't patch up. And they'll pull it open. Uh, I actually had a raccoon reach through the wire at night and grab a chicken and go hand over hand up to the ceiling to pull it through a crack in the ceiling. So raccoons, if you can raccoon proof your coop, yeah. you'll keep pretty much everything else out. And the way you do that, you just have to, I use multiple locks on my doors. Uh, a raccoon doesn't have the arm span of a human, so mm-hmm. they can't reach and do two locks at once. Right. Uh, make sure that they can't dig underneath. That is the number one area that any Mm -hmm. kind of predator will get into your chicken coop is digging underneath the wall of your chicken coop so what the easiest way to do to prevent this run some wire down the outside of the chicken coop and then curve it so about a foot of that wire is coming out away from the base of the chicken Mm -hmm. coop that way the predator walks up to the edge of the coop tries to dig down and hits that wire and so far i've yet to find one that's smart enough to back up several feet and dig under the Mm -hmm. wire Even if they did, it would take so long through our non-existent rocky soil to (laughs) get under there. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Uh, As far as flying predators, uh, owls, close up your chickens at night. Close Mm -hmm. up the coop at night, and that'll prevent 95% of your predators. Hawks, if you're free-ranging your chickens, make sure you have bushes around. The chickens can dart under and hide. Mm. Uh, If you have a run, you can run. large wire across the top of the run to prevent the hawks being able uh-huh. to fly down inside uh-huh. but if they're free-ranging outside you just have to expect every now and then a hawk is going to beat yeah. the chicken to the bush and you're going to lose one it's just one of the risks of free-ranging yeah. and foxes are actually another problem during the day that especially oh, they will this come year during the day foxes will come during the day uh, okay a lot more this year than in previous years. I Mm -hmm. think all the rain has caused an explosion in the fox population and now they're getting more daring. I've actually been in the chicken coop talking about to someone about the foxes and had a fox walk in front of the door and just kind of look at me like, haha, you can't get me and then take off into the brush. So the best, best defense against pretty much any kind of predator is a large dog. Get a dog, train it to be around your chickens, yeah. and they will scare off pretty much anything. Even having the scent of a dog around your chicken coop fairly often will yeah. prevent predators from coming in close.
0: What What is the average lifespan of an egg-laying chicken? And then at the end of that lifespan, what do you do with the chicken?
1: Well, uh, chickens will lay reliably for about three years. Uh, after about five years, they usually shut down to delaying maybe once a week, if at all, at that point it's really up to you what you do with it. You can put them in the stew pot there's not they're really tough, but if it's Henrietta and you don't want to eat Henrietta or if you're she, a vegetarian. Or if you're a vegetarian or if for whatever reason you just really like this chicken, you can keep them around there's no reason you have to get rid of your chickens, but for backyard flock. I have chickens that are 10 years old walking around out there. They'll just slowly die. Mm -hmm. After about five years is about the average lifespan for a chicken. After that, you'll start seeing a few more health problems, though I've seen them live up to 17, 18 years, though that's extremely
0: rare. Usually you get about seven seven or eight years at maximum. Just like us humans, chickens experience stress, and that affects egg production. Next time, Jesse Huth talks about that and has great advice on the care and maintenance of chickens. Thanks for listening. See you next time on Mothering Earth, your source for sustainable living news.